Phones in school, abortion, and the first Republican primary debate. It was a big week on Tony Katz. Here is your TK20. Saturday, September 9th, Premier Arms, their 22nd anniversary, where they're going to be shutting down the shop to have an event to support uh, the VFW uh, Veteran Suicide Awareness. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Um, It's going to be the eating. There's going to be the drinking. There's going to be a silent auction. There's going to be a lot of good things happening. Uh, Sponsorships are available. That is Saturday, September 9th, 4 p.m., Premier Arms, 22nd anniversary celebration to raise money for veteran suicide awareness. Um, it's, it is a crazy levels of statistics. 22 veterans a day? 22? That's, I mean, it, 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 there's no other way to say it. That's an unsustainable number. Absolutely horrific. So good on Premier Arms. Very happy to have them as a sponsor. That will be uh, Saturday, September 9th at 4 p.m. there in Brownsburg, 3754 South Green Street in Brownsburg. You can reach out to them at Premier Arms if you want to be a part of it. Saturday, September 9th at 4 p.m. There was a story on Wish TV. And I'm asking parents where they are on on this subject. The story was written by Adam Pinsker, and um, I've seen what he writes before. Uh, Yeah, so maybe I need a grain of salt. Really and truly, when we talk about some of the uh, clear progressivism in, in his reporting, I said it, I meant it, I'm not apologizing for it, it's true. It, it 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 is what it is. And I just don't want to see it in reporting. I just want the story. This seems to be mostly the story. So maybe I'll give credit where it's due. In Martinsville, the story is out of Metropolitan School District of Martinsville policy on cell phones. Students can't have cell phones in the classroom. Must keep them in their lockers until the school is done for the day. So... Parents are saying, wait a second. We live in, some, in, a, in a very complex, sometimes very ugly, sometimes dangerous world. If something happens in the school and they went to an extreme, if there's a school shooting, my kid can't call 911 because the phone's in the locker. The education side of the conversation is kids are on their phones. They're not paying attention. They keep an earbud in. You know they're listening to music or listening to something else. They're not paying attention. It's an issue. It's a distraction. And it it, it, it has to stop. It's a unique moment where the teacher or the school is making a fine, rational argument. And so is the parent. These are both rational arguments. Now, I I would assume that this could be solved by if you have your phone out. Out. Um, We just start with suspension, and then the second offense, we go to, to expulsion, and you're gone. You figure it out. Use your phone on your own time. 
If your phone's in your pocket, if your phone's in your bag, if your phone's somewhere else, and it's not seen but it's on you, I think I'm okay with with that. Because I think that the... The, 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 I think they're both just fine arguments that has that has a clear middle ground. Telling students to keep their phone in their locker doesn't seem to make any sense to me. Jonathan, you went to high school last year. Did they tell you to keep? It wasn't last year. <laughs> did they? Did they tell you to have to keep your phone in your locker? No. So when I was in high school, so the first three years we could keep it on us. If they saw us, they would take it, and we'd get it back at the end of the week. But my senior year, they changed the rule to where if we were not in class, we could have our phone out. So, like, when you're walking between periods, you could have it out. During lunch, you could have it out. And honestly, when we switched to that rule, phones weren't really an issue in class. Because there was an opportunity to utilize it. Exactly. To get some text from somebody who it didn't matter and you don't talk to now anyway, right? Yeah, pretty much. Correct. That's producer Jonathan uh, right there. Um, There are ways around this. But this is a the, the the teacher has has an argument. I'm I'm you saying the teacher the, the the school has an argument. It's it's a good one. It can't be a distraction to the classroom. It cannot be a distraction to the education. The 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 teacher should be treated respectfully. And if your kid is on their phone, your kid is wrong. We have a hard time with certain aspects and concepts of right and wrong. If your kid is on their phone. Watching some YouTube reel, uh, doing something else. Your kid is wrong, and your kid deserves the punishment. Your kid's not special. Your kid's not important. Oh, it was just this one time. No one cares. But the parent's argument is profound. Now, you say to me, Tony, you're, you're, you're a Gen X guy which means you, you, you don't get worked up by much. You didn't have phones on you. You were fine. If we had phones, we all would have had them. The fact that we didn't have phones is not an answer to, well, they don't need them either. We didn't have laptops. You know what? We would have been better off with laptops. I'm just saying... You know what we had? Zubas. And we would have been better off without Zubas. Matt Bear, you wore Zubas, right? You wore them. The All big, the time, puffy, yeah, striped pants. Like you were some kind of weightlifter. You did that. Yeah, I did the whole thing. Sure, I, I still do a little bit. And a bandana, and then you wore it with your jean jacket? Oh, definitely Remember? a bandana and the uh, Outsider's jean jacket, yeah. Right, right. 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 It had some patches on it. Called me Derry. That's it. That's it right there. What'd they call you? Dairy from the Outsiders. Oh, nice. Not Pony Boy? No, not Pony. No, no, not not since middle school. We we get rid of that. But, I mean, if you're going to go Outsiders references, I'm willing to go deep. (laughs) I don't don't mind. I'll I'll take it all the way. Um, But, uh, but... We, we, we did terrible things and would have been be- so much better. Would you have liked to have had a laptop when you were in high school? Yeah, I think so. That would have been okay. Right? Would have been terrific. Would have been terrific and wonderful. I would have used it for the right reason. I can promise you that. I wasn't mature enough, but that right. uh, other people would have, I, I think. 
You would have been streaming WWE and Baywatch. All at once. Oh, the Baywatch would have been All great. at once. All at once. WWE Baywatch edition, that's the thing they missed. You think Vince McMahon is a genius. Ha! Missed that. So obvious. So easy. I, I This uh, does need to get resolved. Um, I, I would argue uh, in favor of keeping... Uh, the, the the phones. Some people are arguing, like the superintendent of the school district, Eric Bolin, keeping students engaged and learning throughout the day, school day is just part of the push to keep cell phones out of the classroom. Bullying through social media, inappropriate recording of other students, and video chatting has negatively impacted schools due to the past availability of cell phones. I'm arguing throwing students out of school. That's your answer. Tell the parent you're right about safety, but we're going to talk the fullness of safety. If your kid is acting inappropriate, your kid's gone. We don't care if you like it. And you need a superintendent who starts with, no, we threw your kid out. Go figure it out somewhere else. You want to sue us? That's fine. We'll do it. You know how many teachers would be on your side? You know how many parents would be on your side? There's, it's, it's, about, it's about focus to a standard. Hey, kids, here's X, and here's Y, and here's your responsibility. You don't like it? Tell your parents to homeschool you. Now you say to me, Tony, why, 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 uh, why are you now on the side of the administrator? I'm on the side of the teacher actually being able to teach, and I'm on the side of as few impediments to that education as possible. The changes I want to make to education are very, very real. And the superintendent and I may disagree on a whole bunch of those, but that's okay. But we're discussing here a conversation about safety versus education. I don't know why we can't figure out the way to do both. And doing both would involve the kid having their phone on them. And as Jonathan was discussing, having a moment where they can use them. Let's not think we're going to change human behavior all in one shot. But the punishment comes for the kids who think that they're special. And the parents who think their kid is special, they need to be told their kid's not special. It would actually help them if they learned if their kid's actually a schmuck. Just trying to solve a problem? The Indiana Supreme Court will not rehear its June 30th decision on abortion restrictions. And seriously, Wish TV, divided Indiana Supreme Court, it was a four to one. Three to two divided, four to one, that's the decision. Divided Indiana Supreme Court clears way for near total abortion ban. This um, isn't done. It's not done. There will be other lawsuits. There will be people who go after this legislation. According to Loretta Rush, the Chief Justice of the Indiana Supreme Court, given that possibility, I am deeply concerned about Senate Bill 1's impact on Hoosier women's constitutional right to seek medical care that is necessary to protect their life or to protect them from serious health risk. And I am likewise concerned about the law's impact on health care providers who must determine whether to provide that care and potentially expose themselves to criminal penalties and professional sanctions. She also argued that plaintiffs had not properly presented those concerns 
to the justices. There will be other cases. There will be other presentations. I don't expect this to be done. But I must admit that this process is everything I would want. I don't want this handled by the federal government. I want this handled by us. I want us to make the claim. I want us, if we want to sue about legislation, go ahead. We want to pass better legislation. We want to clean up the legislation. Let us be the people who do it. And we may have disagreements. Let us be the people. Not from on high. You ask me about what they're doing in places like Minnesota, what they're doing in California, what they're doing in New York, I think it's disgusting. Where people who truly believe in infanticide, sorry, it's true, um, really have the upper hand. I think it's gross. Americans, if we're going to think of them as this monolithic block, want abortion to be very rare and they want it to be legal. There are some situations where they cannot and will not listen to, yes, but it's a life. They're like, sorry, that's too insane. Do not make uh, someone do that. That's where the American people are at. And they would actually be fine with what has been proposed on a national level, like a a 15-week ban. No abortions after 15 weeks. They would. Most Americans would be like, okay, it's over with, done, thank you, good night. And that's part of the problem. Looking to the federal government to to just solve the issue, well, that's what they did with, with, with Roe v. Wade, right? Except that's not the way we're supposed to work. This usurpation of states' rights isn't the way we're supposed to work. The Tenth Amendment is supposed to mean something. States might see it differently. And I don't want it done on a federal level. You know what I want done on a federal level? Telling the people in Massachusetts I can carry my gun there any damn time I want, and who cares what you think? I have the Second Amendment. Same thing with the people of New York. Tell Governor Hochul and Mayor Adams to shove it. I've got the Second Amendment. Why all of a sudden in New York am I not entitled to my rights? And if you say to me, well, Tony, you don't want it in one place, and, and but you do want it in the other, the Second Amendment is in the Constitution. Thus... It is a federal conversation about how we are treated nationwide. Abortion is not. It belongs to the states. There is the difference. Forgive me for having read. (laughs) And knowing that there are places where those differences should indeed be implemented. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. Winners and losers from the debate. Who did what? Who won? Who lost? Isn't that always the question? Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Well, winning and losing A is always an eye of the beholder thing. Just because I say it doesn't make it fact. And what we look at can be parsed in different ways and how it will play out. Um, Some people will tell you that Vivek Ramaswamy won the debate. Um, He did not, in my view. Um, He had some some lines. He had some winners. He had some subjects. But some people call him charismatic. I think he comes across as smug and smarmy. I do. I do. Now, again, as I've often said, I don't actually care about personalities. I care about getting the job done. I am not so sure. 
but a guy bringing up the fact that fatherlessness is a serious issue in the United States, I'm going to applaud that from now until the end of time. And it was fascinating that Vivek was such the target. A lot of that targeting came from former Vice President Mike Pence. I was a House conservative leader before it was cool. I actually pushed a deficit reduction act that was the last time we actually reduced the national debt in the United States when I was the leader of House conservatives. I balanced budgets and cut taxes when I was governor. I mean, look, Joe Biden has weakened this country at home and abroad. Now is not the time for on-the-job training. We don't need to bring in a rookie. We don't need to bring in people without experience. I mean, I'm sorry, that's not Pence. He came across in this debate as aggressive. He didn't start that way. He built that way. One could argue that in the interview with Tucker Carlson, where his uh, Ukraine answer was fine and blown way out of proportion, you don't have to agree with it. But it wasn't some "Oh my gosh, these, these, your thoughts don't matter." It was. It was that was not the answer he gave. That was myth. But it's like he got rattled, and Pence doesn't get rattled. He doesn't come off his. He doesn't, you can't get that guy off script. But Pence in this debate, he got rough a couple of times. I mean, Vivek, you recently said uh, a president can't do everything. Well, I got news for you, Vivek. I've been in the hallway. I've been in the West Wing. A president in the United States has to confront every crisis facing America. I will put our nation back on the path to growth and prosperity and restore fiscal responsibility, just as I did in Congress and as governor Mr. Vice president. and when I was vice president. But, yeah, I mean, we've been spotting You were named earlier. Vote. I'm going to get Vivek first. We'll get to public. Yeah, this isn't that complicated, guys. Unlock American energy. Drill, frack, burn coal, embrace nuclear. Put people back to work by no longer paying them more to stay at home. Reform the U.S. Fed, stabilize the U.S. dollar, and go to war. The only war that I will declare as U.S. President will be the war on the federal administrative state that is the source of those toxic regulations acting like a wet blanket on the economy. So I'm not sure I exactly understood Mike Pence's comment, but I'll let you all parse that out. For me, it's pretty simple. That's something a U.S. president can do with focus, and I'll deliver on it. Well, let me explain it to you. Let me explain it to you, Vivek, if I can. I'll go slower this time. I'll go slower this time? Who is this guy? I I, I was amazed by it. I actually thought Pence had had a good performance. I thought Pence did a good job of sharing uh, his vision. I just can't imagine that he moved people to his side in a way that will create any further momentum. I've already told you that my loser in this debate is Tim Scott. <laughs> Tim Scott can just walk now. I, everybody likes him. You like Tim Scott. He did not move a needle at all. They like him, and that's it. I get why people would think that Vivek won this debate in that uh, he he parried, he thrusted, he was the most in it. Uh, I'm not there. 
I'm going to argue that the guy who won the debate is Ron DeSantis because he took the least hits. It was super, super weird. You could argue, well, this just proves that Vivek is in second place, so that's the guy who they had to go after because DeSantis has just fallen off the map. It's done. It's over. Over. Um, over. Over? Did you say over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? You are so far from knowing what over is because you have absolutely no idea what's going to happen in Fulton County today as Donald Trump gets his mugshot, surrenders to these ridiculous uh, Fulton County DA charges. Well, see, that's it, Tony. They're ridiculous. Everybody knows. You don't know how it's going to play in America at all. Sorry. You have wants, but we don't know. So you're telling me that the other people on that debate stage have decided to write off Ron DeSantis who has better name ID than all of them, to go after Vivek Ramaswamy because he's been rising in the polls with a belief that he'll be second? That's a weird play. That's a mistake. And that mistake means that because he took the least amount of hits and he did have quality answers in a whole bunch of places, especially when he calmed down and stopped yelling, that's why I think DeSantis won. It's a misplay by the other candidates. Nikki Haley gets into the top three. I have more on this coming up. Keep it here. I hope you enjoyed this week's TK20. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. I'm producer Jonathan, and we'll be back again next week with another episode.